Hi, I'm Nicole Satimi, a manual osteopath and massage therapist here on the One Body Wellness Podcast, where I throw condensed doses of health info at you. As well, I share the mic with humans experiencing their own health concerns and trauma and the impact it has on the human spirit to show us just how resilient we truly are, reminding you to inhale, exhale, and find peace in your one body wherever you are. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the sixth episode of the One Body Wellness Podcast. My name is Nicole Satimi, and on this episode, I'm going to be talking about headaches. So many people experience headaches. I'm sure that most of you listening to this podcast has experienced a headache at some point in your life. And with so many people working from home, the increase in screen time and phone time and our disturbances in sleep generally during a pandemic, um, I've been receiving many inquiries on differential diagnoses for headaches, people calling and asking uh, me to help identify any red flags. So I realized that this is probably a good time to put out a bit of a quickie podcast. So um, not all headaches are equal and not all heads ache the same. It is the most common clinical complaint that I receive and the major types of headaches are migraines, tension headaches, and head pain for which basically no structural pain is found. So that means it's not necessarily structural, it's more mechanical or um, metabolic or functional. More acute and concerning headaches are headaches from head trauma, intracranial infections, severe hypertension, cerebral hypoxia, or low amounts of oxygen to the brain, and diseases of the eyes, ears, nose, teeth, and throat. 90% of people clinically that I see have tension or migraine headaches. We can even get headaches from drugs and toxins, caffeine withdrawal, hormones, and headaches can also be psychogenic, where high anxiety states or hysteria can make it feel like we have a headache, but there is actually no headache present. So let's get into the most common type of headache, the tension type headache. They are reoccurring and feel like your head is a being pressed or tightening, like it's just tight and it feels like there's just like something pressing on it, a tight band around your head. They aren't affected by physical activity and can be mild to moderate in severity. You might even um, notice that you have a sensitive scalp. There could be spasming of the muscles in your shoulders and head. It's pretty unclear as to why tension headaches are caused. It was once thought that it was due to tight muscles, but now we know it to be far more complex than that. Um, neuroimaging actually has shown that there is less gray matter in areas of the brain that sense pain of someone who experiences tension headaches often, which is really interesting. Eye strain, sleep deprivation, and stress could make your symptoms worse, but they aren't actually the known or the causes of a tension type headache. The second most common type of headache are vascular headaches. These are the migraines, cluster headaches, and exertion headaches. They also, uh, vascular headaches could include toxic uh, toxin headaches and some types um, of post-traumatic stress or post-trauma headaches, actually. Vascular headaches are often genetic, beginning in your teens or early 20s, so someone in your family might also experience vascular headaches. They may start in the morning and get worse throughout the day before they subside and can last for many hours. Anyone who's experienced a migraine knows this to be very true. Contraceptive drugs or vasodilators can cause these types of uh, vascular headaches. 
just making a note here, if you do experience migraine headaches and you are on the birth control pill, please direct this concern to your doctor immediately. People who experience migraine headaches should not be on certain types of birth control pill. Um, the painless aura that some people feel before their pain onset is caused by vasoconstriction or the narrowing of blood vessels responsible for supplying the brain with blood and could also be the irritation of the trigeminal nerve. Uh, the trigeminal nerve provides sensory feeling to the head and face. Um, so auras can be like that. It's kind of a hard thing to explain, but you start to have visual disturbances. You start to feel really weak. You start to see things um, that aren't really there. And not all migraines actually come with an aura associated to it. The aversion to light and sound during a vascular headache is due to meningeal swelling and very important to monitor closely in someone who's experiencing a headache post-trauma. So any brain trauma and anyone who experiences light and sound disturbances or aversions needs to be monitored really closely. Over 50% of people who suffer from migraines also, um, like I said, has a family member who does. So that's a high number of people. Half of people actually uh, experience migraines due to genetics because a dominant trait can actually exist in our autosomes. Women are more affected than men and headaches usually peak between 30 to 40 years old and decrease in frequency as you age. Migraines are sharp and intense. They might start on one side and travel to both sides. It's a constant steady, steady pulse of pain. Migraines can cause hallucinations, vomiting, dissociation, and the feelings of complete dread. You just want to die. A scotoma or a visual disturbance can make it feel like um, someone experiencing a migraine is actually seeing things in their vision, in their visual field. And there's a system of diagnosing migraines. Um, but if you're over 30 experiencing them for the first time, don't hesitate to call your medical doctor as a differential diagnosis could include tumors and subarachnoid hemorrhages post-injury. So if you have had a recent injury and you have just started experiencing headaches, get to your doctor right away so that they can do some, they can provide a differential diagnosis and some neuroimaging for you. Most headaches don't require medical interventions though, um, but it is important to educate people on the serious abnormalities that could occur and reasons to head to emerge or call a doctor. A headache resulting from a brain hemorrhage has sudden onset and the pain is incapacitating. Like you feel it, you know something is wrong. Pain with eye movement, autonomic disturbances like elevated temperature and pulse and aversion to light can occur. A headache that increases over a series of days could be subdural hematoma post-injury. Um, and so it starts off kind of light, but then it, start, it increases as time goes on. So it could be a subdural hematoma. Really important to get that checked out. And headaches that wake you up from sleep could be disturbances in the cerebral spinal fluid. And that would also, uh, you know, be important to get checked out as well. So anything that wakes you up from sleeping is important to note and head to your doctor about. Any neurological symptoms like numbness or weakness of your limbs could indicate a transient uh, ischemic attack or a stroke. Also very important to know the um, uh, symptoms of a stroke if you are high risk. So from a manual osteopathic perspective on headaches, 
In our cranium, we have ventricles. The fourth ventricle is a cavity that sits in the middle of our brain and contains cerebral spinal fluid, which it receives from the third ventricle. In the fourth ventricle, we also have the nuclei of the cranial nerves 5 to 12. So if there is a dysfunction in one of these nerves, it can actually impact the flow of cerebral spinal fluid through the fourth ventricle. In osteopathy, we have a technique called CV4 or cranial ventricle 4, and it helps to normalize cerebral spinal fluid flow and improve the function of the nuclei of the cranial nerves that are affected. It's super super effective technique. We always have to check thoracic spine. So uh, specifically thoracic spine one to four, we have cell bodies in this area that provide sympathetic nervous system innervation to the head and neck. And any dysfunction in this area of the upper spine can actually cause issues in the head and face. Um, Cranial nerve three or the oculomotor nerve is important to address because if it's irritated, it can cause visual disturbances actually and associated with light sensitivity and aura and migraines. So if you're seeking help due to your migraine, make sure that your osteopath um, most will be aware of cranial nerve three. Uh, Cranial nerve seven as well, the facial nerve can cause uh, secretions from our sinuses and excessive tearing. Um, So I will be talking about seasonal allergies coming up and always I always check cranial nerve 7 to make sure that um, we don't have an over secretion of mucus which can really upset our sinuses. And cranial nerve 10, the vagus nerve, it innervates the thyroid gland and most of our all of our viscera, so always an important nerve to pay attention to in every treatment. Many headaches can be hard to diagnose and treat and manual osteopaths pretty much perform a full neurological exam and closely examine the neck as well. With every um, new client patient, we use a pain guide that can help differentiate certain headaches and create an effective treatment for you. We also want to be aware of and notice red flags and the need for you to seek medical attention. For example, if you come in complaining of frontal head pain, I will check the sternocleidomastoid muscles, the frontal or the frontalis, the zygomaticus major, and even the semispinalis capitis muscles, um, because all of these muscles can impact frontal head pain. Eyebrow pain, cheek and jaw pain, temporal pain, and all the different types of headache and head, head neck pain can be addressed by looking at certain groups of muscles. If you suffer from chronic headaches, I would also generally recommend stress reduction techniques such as meditation and massage therapy. I would ask you to get an ergonomic setup at work. I would recommend time in nature and deep breathing and changes in nutrient intake and hydration under supervision. Um, I know that uh, I do have a few recommendations for dietitians, registered dietitians who whose services are covered under most medical health plans. So if you're looking for a referral, these dietitians actually work virtually. And I would recommend, I would not recommend a high intensity activity and extra screen time. I hope that you learned something today and thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to the One Body Wellness Podcast. If you have a specific health concern you'd like me to address or you want to be a guest on my show, email me at nicole at onebodywellness.ca. Once again, I'm reminding you to inhale, exhale, and find peace in your one body wherever you are.